Welcome to the podcast name Stories. Today our episode will be on Balzo the K9 Hero. Balto, the Siberian Husky, is remembered for leading a team of sled dogs that saved the town of Nome, Alaska from a deadly epidemic delivering a much-needed medicine. He became a national hero and his photo was on the wall of every newspaper in the country. A statue was erected in his honor in Central Park in 1925 and is still one of the most beloved tourist attractions to this very day. Many of you might have seen the animated film by Universal Pictures and that may be all you knew about Balto. But the true story is far more dramatic than what you ever learned from cartoons and children books. Today, I'm bringing to you the story of Balto, the canine hero. Our story begins in the remote town of Nome, Alaska. In the 1890s, the Nome Gold Rush brought prospectors to this small town in the hopes of making it rich. A Norwegian man named Leonhard Sapala owned a dog kennel in Nome. Sapala is credited for being the first man to introduce Russia's working dog breed from Siberia to the United States, and they later got the name Siberian Husky. One of the many puppies born in Sapala's kennel was named Balto. He was born with brown eyes and black fur with white socks on his two front legs. Balto was apparently too large. He was considered a scrub dog. Sapala had him neutered right away because he was deemed too far inferior to pass on his DNA. Balto was born between the years 1919 and 1923, but no one can be sure of the exact date. Zapala essentially was breeding so many dogs that he didn't really keep track of every puppy that he declared a reject. For all of the other dogs that didn't suit his needs, Zapala would rent them out to members of the community for use of pulling their dog sleds. A man named Gunnar Kossin moved from Norway to Nome, Alaska to take part in the gold rush. He paid to rent Sapala's dogs to transport supplies to men working in the gold mines. There was no record of why Kossin chose Balto to be his lead dog, but most people believe it was because he felt some kind of special connection from the start. Most mushers choose a dog to lead that they know they can trust from the start. He saw something special in Balto, and the decision to take him home was going to one day save his life. Epidemic. Nome was having one of the worst and coldest winters on record. Temperatures were reaching negative 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is negative 45 degrees Celsius. Winds were 80 kilometers per hour, and there were several blizzards that made travel conditions impossible. Most people had no choice but to isolate themselves in their homes and just stay by the fireplace. In the December of 1924, a record number of children were going to the only doctor in town, Curtis Welch. At first, Dr. Welch thought the children simply had a case of sore throat, and their parents, they tried to nurse them back to health over the holidays. A few weeks later, in January 1925, two children unfortunately died. It was at this point that Dr. Welch had realized that this is actually a highly contagious disease called diphtheria, and had infected most of the children in town. The native Inuit children were affected the worst because diphtheria was a white man's disease. The illness was nicknamed the strangling angel because the inside of the throat begins to turn to leather and people can no longer breathe or swallow. Children were far more susceptible to catching diphtheria than adults, so parents were watching helplessly as their sons and daughters were slowly choking to death. 
The cure for diphtheria, it existed, but Nome was not equipped to treat such a massive outbreak. They needed the medicine called antitoxin serum. Since Dr. Welch and his four nurses were the only medical professionals in town, they were working around the clock to treat those children. The nearest place where the medicine could be delivered was Anchorage, but the train stopped in Nanana, which was 674 miles away from Nome. The only choice was to take sled dogs across a snowy Iditarod trail, which was normally a 15 to 20 day journey, with plenty of obstacles in the way that slowed down such a journey. Mountains, steep crevasses, and the frozen Yukon River. Alaska's territorial governor, Scott Bone, approved the plan for the best mushers to participate in a relay to guide their teams of sled dogs. The plan was for 20 men and 150 dogs to wait at checkpoints where they would pass off the antitoxin to the next team so they were able to transport the medicine as quickly as possible. The first man to pick up the antitoxin at the train station in Nana was Wild Bill Shannon. He traveled for 24 hours straight in negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit weather to get to the first checkpoint. Another of the mushers, Bill McCarty, came prepared with little moccasins for his dogs so they wouldn't have to walk on the ice with their bare paws. Leonhard Sapala volunteered to take the most dangerous part of the journey because he had the most experience, but he was very concerned with going fast and ordering his dog to go as fast as he could, just like he would in a race. He saw a man called Henry Ivanov stopped on the trail because he was struggling with disobedient dogs. Sapala chose to ignore him and sped past instead of offering help. Ivanov had to run after him, shouting, The serum! The serum! I have it here! Thankfully, Sapala heard him, and he was able to turn his sled around and pick up the medicine, but his need for speed, it nearly blew the entire mission. Since Dr. Welch sent telegrams all over the country a few days earlier, stories of the epidemic were being printed in the newspapers in the lower 48 states. The story was gripping and tragic and could have been right out of a novel. Unbeknownst to the 20 men, the entire country was rooting for them. Balto's Journey Gunnar Kossin had taken the Iditarod Trail together with Balto multiple times on their supply runs, so he volunteered to be one of the 20 men who were to retrieve the medicine. Unlike Sapala and the other men, Kossin did not compete in dog sled Gunnar Kossin had taken the Iditarod Trail together with Balto multiple times on their supply runs, so he volunteered to be one of the 20 men who were to retrieve the medicine. Unlike Sapala and the other men, Kossin did not compete in dog sled racing. Balto had been his pet when they weren't working together. Kossin was very quiet and shy around other people, so Balto was his best friend, and he knew he could rely on him. While Gunnar Kossin was on his last leg of the journey, a terrible storm began. Each one of the checkpoint stations received a message that the serum run was temporarily cancelled because it was too dangerous. Kossin was already in the wilderness with the antitoxins when the blizzard hit. Obviously, he had no way of getting the memo. Also, there was no shelter until the blizzard blew over. The blizzard caused a whiteout. Kossin could not have even seen his hand in front of his face, let alone have a sense of direction. He stopped moving for two hours, cuddling next to Balto and the rest of his sled dogs. He was hoping that the storm would pass and they could carry on. However, he could not stop thinking of the children in the hospital and how with every minute passing, another child could die without the medicine and if he waited much longer, it was likely they would not survive the night. He decided that his only option was to move forward, despite not being able to see anything. Gunnar Kossin had to put all of his faith in his dog Balto. Dogs have a far better sense of direction than humans, and Balto had been through the trail many times before. 
the dog was leading the way using his senses to guide the team to where they needed to go. At one point, they were hit by a wind tunnel that was so strong that it knocked over the sled, and the medicine went flying into a large snowbank. Cossing could not find it for a very long time. He got down on his hands and knees and started digging through the snow before he finally found the antitoxin. Balto and the team arrived in port safety, the next checkpoint in the relay. However, he arrived in the middle of the night, and the next musher had been told the relay was cancelled, so he and his dogs had fallen asleep. With just 12 miles left to go, Kossin decided to push through the last leg of the journey himself. When they arrived back in Nome, it was 5.30 in the morning, and he went straight to Dr. Welch. Once the antitoxin thawed, he was able to administer it to the affected children, and they made a full recovery ending the deadly epidemic in the winter of 1925, saving the children's lives, and cementing their legacy in the hearts of Americans for years to come. With that, Balto's journey to save the children of Nome, Alaska, ended.